what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Leadership GPS, insightful conversations about leadership and what it takes to be successful in today's rapidly changing organizations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leadership GPS here on the Mesh.tv, the online network of podcasts and network-related shows where we bring together a whole assortment of different programs for you to take a listen to, all for free, all to download off of the Mesh.tv website or from iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or any other great place online where podcasts and related shows are being served. My name's Alan Jackson. With me across the table is Tony Jackson. How are you doing, Dad? I'm good, Alan. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Although you seem oh, you seem a little seem a little off today, Dad. Uh, I hope you don't mind me saying that. I mean, no, it, I don't. Yeah, but uh, keep your thoughts to yourself if you don't mind. Okay. <laughs> you just seem I a little guess, down, you know. Well, maybe a four on a scale of ten. Oh, you know, okay. Well, day. not a not a great day. Well, maybe maybe our conversation here in a minute can talk through what that means because I think the topic mm-hmm. we're going to talk about is leaders living through trash days and we're going to define what all that means in a minute we'll kind of leave the the listeners hanging for a bit but maybe we can get tony out of his funk a little bit and talk about how other leaders are working through their trash days here on leadership gps but before we get into that conversation uh we do want to give a special announcement and remind you that we are very very happy and proud to be sponsored by the greater hickory kia classic going on October 13th through the 19th, 2014, here in uh, Catawba County, actually more specifically the town of Conover, North Carolina, where you're going to be having a great, great golf classic tournament going on at Rock Barn Golf and Spa, again, through October 13th through the 19th. Uh, We're just really, really happy to be a partner with the organization once again. I think this is our second year in a row being affiliated with the tournament. And you can find more information about the classic at GreaterHickoryKiaClassic.com. All one big word, but exactly like it sounds, GreaterHickoryKiaClassic.com. That's where you want to go to get your tickets and more information about this great golf tournament. Really is a big uh, big asset for our community. It's a nationally known tournament, uh, PGA-level tournament, some great things happening there. So we're really happy to have the tournament here once again in Catawba County and partnering with The Mesh uh, once again this year. So my name's Alan Jackson with the Jackson Group, and this is Tony Jackson with Drive Leadership. And uh, we get together and talk about the idea of leadership and what advice and dialogue we can have for people that are maybe looking to improve their own leadership skills going forward. Maybe they've got some, uh, they're looking for some higher aspiration roles within an organization. Maybe they're just trying to refine their role as a leader in that organization. Uh, And we're here to help. We're here to talk a little bit about some things we've learned and see from both our perspectives. As I led into the topic there, Dad, talking about leaders living through trash days, and it's an intriguing title. You've got the word trash in there, which can be interpreted a couple different ways. Why don't we just start out and you tell me, what, what do you mean by when we call something a trash day for a leader? Well, let me, let me tell you why I even wanted to have this uh, topic for today, okay? okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if I go back over our podcast together, Alan, we've been focused on the positive side of leadership. Sure. What, what leaders do well, how they can do better at what they do. But we really haven't focused at all on the fact that the person is separate from the leader, and sometimes the leader is separate from the person. Mm -hmm. There's always a person behind the leadership role. And leaders are not always perfect. People are not always perfect. Uh, We all have our ups and downs. 
And in fact, I guess if I was to do a poll about leadership and those in leadership positions across the country, mm-hmm. I guarantee you that we would never find anyone who would say every day is a great day for them. Oh, sure. Yeah. Now, if they did, I would be very suspicious, mm-hmm. think they're on medication or something <laughs> going on with them, right. or just trying to make a positive impression. The fact is that everyone, whether they're in the leadership position or not, have down days. Okay. They have days that don't go well. They have tough days. They have mm-hmm. difficult days. They have bad days. They have stressful days. Sure. I call them trash days. Okay. You know, and the, the fact everybody has trash days because some days just you get to the end of the day and you say, what the world did I do today? Yeah. Or why did that happen? Or, man, I'm in the gully at the end of the day. I'm not sure why it mm-hmm. is, but I'm there. And so I think it's a realistic thing to talk about. And I, I bring it home with three people I've talked to in the last couple of weeks that I'm doing individual leadership consultation with. And these three brought to me a slice of this trash day type of phenomenon that we want to talk about. Okay. Coming from different perspectives. One mm-hmm. of which was a new manager, mm-hmm. uh, bright uh, invigorating type of person, really on the ball, sharp as a tack, been entrusted with a lot of responsibility in our organization. And I've been working with her through two or three sessions now. And she came in that particular last session I was there, and this was in another state. She sat down. She just didn't look like she was with herself. Mm-hmm. They just like to spot her with me. Let's ask her, what's, what's going on? She said, I don't know. It's just, it's just one of those days. And honestly, I don't know if I want to stay in a leadership role or not. She was at that point. Wow. Get, I'll carry on with that a little bit further. Okay. Second example was a person who I also work with, uh, another female in this particular case, and um, she is actually the head of or was head of the emergency department in an organization, a uh, large organization, and things weren't going well for her. Mm-hmm. And she had a lot of difficult days in a row. She had a continual downslide in her career, actually, as a leader in that organization because, well, a number of reasons, okay? It's a tough life, in other words. Sure. And she recently made a change. Mm-hmm. So I re-engaged with her after she'd been in her new role, not a leadership position, mm-hmm. but in a new role for about the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. And I talked to her the other day, and I said, so how's it going? Mm-hmm. She said, this is such a great life. said, I never knew it could be this good. I didn't realize what kind of stress I was under in my previous job <laughs> until I'm out of it. She said, I'll never go back into a leadership role. <laughs> wow. Kind of a bad thing to say. I didn't like hearing you say that. <laughs> but, you know, it's realistic for her. Um, now, just keep know. in mind, all listeners, you know, you don't have to go and follow the, the, the role of some of the examples we're, no, we're saying no, here. No, we're, we, we want you to stay leaders. So, uh, but, <laughs> but it's an interesting example to hear somebody so vividly say that. So well, come back later to why she actually got to that point. Okay. And it's all a right. positive thing. Okay, good. And then the third example is another uh, high-level executive who is always giving more than what's ever required of her in the, in the role she's in. Mm-hmm. But she was never failing appreciated for it. And it continued on for a long time and so on and so forth. Last week or two weeks ago, I met with her, and she walked in the room, and she just seemed upbeat and positive and all that. And I said, what in the world's going on with you? You look great and, and sound great. She said, well, I'm feeling great. I said, why? She said, because I've decided I'm never going to give this place 200% again. I'll give it 100%, but I'm never given 200%. Hmm. She, wow. And she got to that point because of, there was just not the presence of things coming back to her, reciprocity, we call yeah. it, getting back what she feels she was giving up in that role sure. for that organization. Now, okay. If you take those three scenarios out, and they're really coming from three different points mm-hmm. of focus about things affecting them that 
was the accumulation of too many bad, trashy days yeah. in a row. All right? Mm-hmm. Now, let's put it in perspective. We all have bad days. We've already said that. Uh, we don't always know when they're coming. Sometimes we do. Sometimes mm-hmm. we look for them to happen, and they do. Mm-hmm. All right? In fact, I'm a firm believer if you look for evidence of a bad day in your life, you're going to find it. All right? Good point. Sometimes yes. we make it come about. Yeah. So let's, ex- let's accept the fact there's always going to be some bad days, particularly for leaders. Sure. And get into why for that in a few minutes. But uh, I think the basic question is why even bring up the question about how to make it through tough, trashy days anyway? Well, the first thing is we know that trashy days, bad days, take its toll on people. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Too many of those in a row, too much stress, too many inconsistent ways of getting things done, inconsistent about managing ourselves, leads to not only poor performance and personal disappointment, but also, and studies have shown this, it leads to a decrease in the cognitive functioning of a person's performance, the thinking ability, the processing ability of things. So having too many of these trashy days in a row can actually impact your your ability to think through situations and make cognitive decisions and Absolutely. strategic not even really. on a particular mm-hmm. run of those yeah. even on a particular day wow. it can happen okay all in right. other words it does something to us physically and emotionally mm-hmm. all right so we need to be aware that that's the penalties we pay for maybe not making it successfully through trash days okay we also know on the other side that a study has been done fairly recently that said that 90 percent of Top performers, and I don't know how they classified that, mm-hmm. 90% of top performers are skilled at managing their own personal emotions during difficult times. All wow. Right? Okay. So in order to be effective and on top of the game, people know how to handle themselves and manage themselves. So that is a, what we're saying is that is a key attribute of top performing Absolutely. leaders and all. So they is know that how to handle the emotional side of themselves. They figured it during, out. Okay. You're in tough days, tough times, whatever. Yeah, they can manage around, through, over, okay. or with bad trashy days so it could be argued that the people that are not top performing leaders maybe one of the reasons they're not is because they haven't figured out how to really manage those emotions during those tough days the way i put it is and i tell people this a lot of times that leaders who are not feeling successful Mm -hmm. are probably their own worst enemies Mm -hmm. okay sure it's not the nature of the work it's not even the organization they're in all the time right it's their own worst enemies because they don't have they don't have a haven't built up a good arsenal of coping skills, uh, self-preservation skills, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, success skills, points, and that type of thing yeah. to make it through the tough okay. days consistently. Well, okay, it all making sense as you're yeah. as you're describing. I can definitely see the connections there. And you've so. been around people. You know, when a when a leader has a bad day, it shows to everybody because mm-hmm. everybody's looking to the leader. All right, they really are. Are you going to sneeze? Or what? I'm getting ready to sneeze. I yes, you I, were. I'm holding my nose here, just so I know nobody can see me doing this. Well, but you're you know, I can see it. I didn't know where you're about to sneeze, or if I, you know, maybe there was something in the room. I don't know. Odor wise, a little dusty in the room emotional. or something. Yeah, no, 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 it's definitely not emotional. So okay. no, right. uh, well, no, just getting ready to sneeze. So okay. right. and it's gone. Okay, I'm good. Okay, so we're we're we'll keep moving on. So, <laughs> so I know the key question here is, you know, if we know that we're going to have bad days or trashy days. And we know that a leader is very visible when they're having bad, trashy days in terms mm-hmm. of how they react to it. We know that leaders sometimes can be their own worst enemies about being able to handle difficult, trashy days. Right. Then I guess the logical question is, you know, first of all, is anything good about trashy days that we can take away from it? Hmm. Secondly is to say, all right, so what do we do? Right. If they're going to be there, what's, what's our strategy? How do we work through, around, on top of, or with trashy days so that we just not sunk by it, okay? Right, and, and because 
human beings instinctively, you know, we can react sometimes and many of us more reactionary than others to a bad day or a couple bad days. And sometimes it can be some rash decisions that probably don't need to be making just because we're having a few bad yep. days. Yep. So knowing how to understand that and how to work with them, I think can actually be beneficial for a long-term career. So we're not just responding to those yeah. trash days. Let me ask you, it, yeah. the first thing we have to do is analyze what a tough day is for a lot of okay. people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And help them understand that as well. Sure. I, I ask a lot of the people I do consulting with individually, I ask them for an assessment of how their last week or two as a leader has been. Mm-hmm. And then I'll ask them to say, how do you feel at the end of most of your days in this role? Are you feel elated, accomplished, successful, mm-hmm. you know, on top of the world, or demoralized, defeated, unsuccessful, glad it's over, or are you just like, it's okay? Yeah. You know? Right. And based on how many of those types of responses you get from the person in succession mm-hmm. as I work with them, you can really tell whether or not they are enabling themselves to deal with tough days that are going to occur in their roles or not. Hmm. Okay. Okay. For example, somebody who always tells me, so the best thing about every day is five o'clock. Five o'clock going home. Yeah. That tells you an awful lot right there. It does. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're not finding success in their work. Sure. So let me ask you, Alan, what is a tough day for you? What makes a day tough for you or trashy for you or difficult for you? Well, and I think mine's probably pretty common with a lot of leaders. I think we all have grand aspirations of what we're going to accomplish in a certain day. We have certain goals to say, these are projects we're going to work on. These are things we're going to do. These are people we're going to meet with, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And when your day kind of just goes to pot, I mean, just nothing is working like it should. We come away from the end of the day defeated, feeling like we didn't move forward on anything we were going to do. We were more held back by a lot of things that got put on our plate or things we had to get involved with. That yep. to me is a pretty typical trashy day. It is typical for most people. Yeah. In fact, from what mm-hmm. I understand, from what I hear from people on that, but there's a lot of, a lot that can go into that. Okay. You, know, mm-hmm. you mentioned the first one and one I think we make people more aware of leaders by their nature are accomplished people and accomplishing people. Mm-hmm. They got to where they are because they are accomplished in what they do right. and skillful in that, but they're accomplishing because they are in some degrees, performance-driven people, mm-hmm. they want to get things done. Yes. They want to make things happen. They want to be instrumental in making things happen, and that's what makes them a good leader. Yes. However, sometimes we're not very kind to ourselves with that. Right. We set the bar unreasonably high. Yes. We set the bar in an exaggerated fashion, just like you said, thinking we'd get a lot more done during the day than we actually can get done. Yes. All right. But we still set that bar. We make our list. Are you a list maker? I am absolutely a list I maker. Am yep. One of the greatest joys of my life is scratching anything off the list, tearing the whole list up and rewriting the list again, just a little bit shorter than it was before. Yeah. Do you ever accomplish everything on your list? No. Well, there you go. Yeah. Now, so why is it on your list? Well, why is my list so extensive? Why yeah. does it have so many things when I yeah. should know by now I won't get these things done. There may be that one thing I need to pick out and say, I've got to get that done. The rest can be later. Let yep. me free up the rest of my time to take care of things that may come up and yep. be really reactionary to things. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I think we're not so gentle on ourselves sometimes yeah. is that we beat ourselves up because we didn't get everything on our list done that day that we thought we would get done. Right. But you know what? Leaders live in a complex world. Mm-hmm. If we're in an organizational leader, we live in complex organizations where a lot of our time is spent on OPPs, other people's priorities, mm-hmm. not our own. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not only a stressful world, but the whole role of a leader is to be responsive. Mm-hmm. That means we don't always have control over how we spend our day during the day. Uh, we don't have control over those elements 
because somebody pops in right. or because we're trying to be responsible. We say, well, sure, come on in. And yeah. there goes 30 minutes of time or an hour of time or 15 minutes of time that you were going to spend on something else. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, some people don't handle that well. This is that emotional side of the leaders that we talked about. If they don't handle that well, they'll sit there and listen to that person who just happened to pop by. Mm-hmm. And they'll not be truly listening. They'll be feigning listening. Mm-hmm. And all the time in their mind, they're thinking of what they wish they were doing, but sure. are not getting done. Right. And even sometimes feeling a little bit resentful about mm-hmm. inviting that person in. Or why are they bringing me this? Don't, don't they know I'm busy? That's ill use of our time and our mentality and our emotional intelligence mm-hmm. uh, based around this whole thing about trashy days where we're interrupted. So even extending that example, let's say that person, that leader that is growing a little resentful of the fact that somebody's now talking to them or they're in a meeting that they didn't feel like they needed to be in and it's now keeping them from their long list of things they were going to do today. Yep. A, problem number one is they created a long list of things to do today that was probably very unreasonable. Yep. Two, they're now letting this in what they see maybe as an intrusion or a distraction affect their their attitude during it, which means right. that interaction is right. not going to be as positive as it could be. Yep. They probably are adding more to their plate by them not being as engaged in that conversation as they need to be. It's probably going to have a ripple effect of more things they've got to follow up on or do or yep. handle again. So it's... It all comes back to we set the expectation of we're going to get all these things done, and if anything gets in our way, it's going to be an irritation. When we should have been giving ourselves a lot more leeway to be able to do the things that a leader has to do on a regular basis. And if you think of the logic, it's it's, it's almost a mathematical issue. Mm -hmm. Think about the number of hours you have on the job in the day. Mm -hmm. Uh, For some people, it's a lot of Mm -hmm. time, you know, 8, 10, 12, 15 hours. But let's just take an eight-hour day or a 10-hour day for a leader who is committed to doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And they are accomplished, and they want to accomplish, and they want to do the things on the list. Maybe they're performance-dependent, meaning that mm-hmm. they equate how good they feel about themselves with how much I got done. Mm-hmm. It's not, not a healthy thing, but it happens. So sometimes it's just a math thing. You know, why do we then block out or fill up every ounce of that day with things we think we have to get done. Mm-hmm. If our job is to be responsive as leaders, why not build in response in this time? <laughs> yeah. And that also might mean when that person stops by the door saying, you got a minute? Rather than saying as gracious as we are, sure, come on in. It's almost, it's almost like saying, sure, whatever you have is, I'm sure, more important than what I'm working on now. Yeah. Set some limits. And you simply say, I'd love to talk to you. Unless it's urgent, can we eat till tomorrow morning? Yeah, I got sure. More, on where I can pay attention. Yeah. That type of thing. And, you know, that's the tough thing, too, because I think as, as leaders, we're all told that we need to be very responsive to staff. We need to be responsive to coworkers. We need to be able to listen. We need to have the open door policy, yep. all that things, yep. which I think what you're saying is it's not that we don't have an open door policy. It's an open door policy, but with some structure to it. So it doesn't throw us off on everything else that we were going to get done. Right. You know, it's OK to say, I want to talk to you. This is an open door policy. However, can it be tomorrow morning? Because yep. I can give you more of my full attention, Absolutely. and we can really dig into something. Absolutely. So, yeah. Don't don't just push them aside. Right. You know? mm-hmm. But make sure there are some control points. Yeah. You know. Sure. All right. So let's let's take a look. You said that made for a tough day for you, and I think yes. probably eighty ninety percent of the people would say that as well. But there are other reasons it could be a trashy day. Sure. So one that you focused on there is not feeling accomplished, basically. Yeah. Not getting things done that you had on your list to get done. That's tough. Yeah. Now, you're an extroverted person, Alan, but you've got a healthy introverted side, which yes. means that you're comfortable up in your office sometimes. Not with the door closed, but, you know, people have to climb up steps to get to you. 
Yes. And that step ladder they have to go up and the trap door and all those types of things they have to go through. Well, it's our, it's our employee wellness program. So, right? <laughs> so a lot of people don't, but you, yeah. know, you send out that message. I'm up here working. It's my world. I, and you're probably more accomplished because of that. Mm-hmm. Extroverted people are not – they're excessively responsive yeah. and reactive to people and therefore sometimes feeling less accomplished at getting done what needed to get done. Okay. And they call themselves procrastinators or, you know, I'm sure I'll work under pressure. I'll get it done tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. Whatever excuses. Sometimes the nature of the person begs these things to happen or not happen. Okay. So it's not even really that, I mean, the word procrastinating means that they're intentionally pushing something off because they don't want to do it. Really what it is is they are allowing responsiveness and socialization with employees and dialoguing and maybe brainstorming to get in the way of, these are things I really needed to it get done be. today. It so it's be. not even procrastination. It's just other things have now taken over the time. It's reordering your priorities. Exactly. And pushing everything time. back yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Right. Make you feel better about being a procrastinator, does it? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there are other reasons why people have tough days. Um, sometimes they're just at a, a personal low point. Mm-hmm. You know, physically, emotionally drained. Maybe they've been through a rough time. And they're just not with it. So mm-hmm. therefore, when you're not with it, you're not really interested in doing a lot sure and you get at the end of the day and you beat yourself even more like god why did i let that i I should have done something so we beat ourselves up there's aggravation after aggravation things happen during the day that are not maybe in our control but they're still aggravating Mm -hmm. they siphon our time our energy sometimes we i heard a person as a leader say the other day said i'm sitting there thinking as i as i listened that employee of mine thinking why in the world were they being made such a mickey mouse thing to listen to Mm. you know Mm-hmm. Just take care of it. But they couldn't say that to the person sure. because they're a good leader. Yeah. But at the same time, they're thinking that. So it's aggravation after aggravation after aggravation. You get to the end of the day and say, oh, my God, what a tiring day. Well, and especially, I mean, just from our employee survey work, and we've surveyed leaders in, in healthcare organizations a lot, too, to find out what may be going on in their day that's causing their engagement or satisfaction to go up or down. Related to that – processes, systems, some of them the red tape, sometimes uh, uh, retraining on new software. Yep, yep. Those are the things that are the aggravations as well. When right. you kind of get to the end of the day and say, man, nothing just really went right today mm-hmm. because of all these other factors, but it directly impacted me in yep. my leadership role. Yep. So, right. And you hit on one in, in the little passing there, politics in the organization. Oh, yeah. It drains a leader. It really mm-hmm. does. You have to constantly be looking over your shoulder Listen to what's not being said by a superior mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Uh, wondering who to go to with Nick. Did I cover all my bases? And all that sort of stuff. That's emotionally draining. Yeah. And sometimes that just wears down a person. And when that's so obvious during the day, you almost feel like, oh, God, what? why live in this type of environment? Mm-hmm. So it makes it a bad, trash a day for a person. Okay. Well, even, even extending a little bit beyond the political side, sometimes it's just, you know, you've got coworkers, you've got other leaders that are – they're having a tough situation. They're ranting. They're kind of unloading yep. on somebody. They need a, an open voice. Yep. And it's hard not to let those things affect you. Not only is it a distraction on time, but it also leaves you with a more negative taste in your mouth on just who, what you're doing there in the organization and the role you're playing. You know, others have that kind of influence on you as well. well. True. And if you allow yourself to be dragged down by those things, you're not doing one of the cardinal principles of a good leader and that's to rise above it yeah sure right rise above the morass of the day Mm -hmm. okay another thing that causes bad days for people are just the multitude of personalities that we have to deal with during the day some Mm -hmm. of them are tough personalities yeah and too much of that is just too much Mm -hmm. Um, stress just excessive demands on time our, our time talent and energy 
Right. Everybody's pulling at it. That's those OPPs, other people's priorities that we give into sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sure, we have to do that. But when that becomes constant day after day after day, where we'll get through at the end of every day and saying, gee whiz, I just spent so much time on this and this and this. I didn't get anything else done, and it replaces what we're supposed to get done. That's when we feel that was a trashy day. And, you know, the funny thing is with so many of these things you're mentioning, Dad, and we've actually had episodes of this show where we've talked about leaders doing the things that we're saying are actually burning us out now, how responsive right. we're being as right. a leader. We yeah. want to be responsive. We want to be available. We want to be accessible. But we're also saying there is a downside to that. Sometimes too much of that can affect us and give us one of those trash days that's tough to dig out of. Well, and you kind of, I think you're reading my notes here, Alan, but, you know, that's the, that's the other thing that builds a bad, trashy day for a person sometimes is that we try to live up to mm-hmm. expectations that others have of us as leaders to remain calm in difficult situations, mm-hmm. to rise above it, uh, to kind of appear under control, to manage our own emotional quotient, if you would. We're looked to as leaders to be the ones that can rise above the morass. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a lot to ask of ourselves, sure. you know, to live up those expectations, and, and we can't. Do you think it's safe to say, Dad, that, I mean, we hear about some random cases from time to time where somebody in a high-level position in an organization, you know, either we find out later on that they've been having a, a, a problem with alcohol, or maybe some drugs, maybe uh, marital issues at home, and, you know, sometimes it can kind of be as, as insinuated that maybe the pressures of that leadership role and that high-responsibility role they may be trying to craft that perfect world when they're inside that office. And when they get out of the office, their life is just really kind of dark and, and a tough place to be. Yep. You know, you yep. hear about those situations sometimes. Absolutely. So, yeah. I think that can be kind of an extreme of some mm-hmm. of what we're talking about. Sure. Remember, my, my real focus right now is, is thinking tough days, trashy days, bad days, whatever we want to call them, stressful days. How does a leader handle those? Sure. And still lead effectively. Right. The next day. Yep. Right. So okay. I don't think it's always possible to lead effectively through the trashy days, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a it's a good leadership trait to be able to rebound mm-hmm. and come back and lead effectively the next day. All right. So that those trashy days don't define us as a leader. Okay. Well, how about can we take a quick little break and we come back? Maybe let's talk sure. about some of the ideas of what we can do to try to rebound from those That's trashy what we days. Get to. I think there are things that we need to do, have to do. Some of them are trite, I know, for a lot of people, and some of them are meaty. So, yeah, okay. let's get to that. Let's take a quick little break. When we come back, we're going to circle back on this conversation, leaders and leading through the trash days. And we, are, we just talked a lot about what those trash days are and what can lead to them. Let's talk next about what we can do to try to get through them and rebound from them for the next day. You're listening to Leadership GPS with Alan and Tony Jackson. We'll be back in just a moment. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. Welcome back to Leadership GPS here on TheMesh.TV. We're talking about leading through the trash days. Alan Jackson and Tony Jackson here discussing this. We just spent a few minutes early on talking about what trash days were for a leader. Basically, the tough days, the aggravating days, the, the days that really sometimes make us question our role as a leader. 
We're going to talk next about what to do in making it through those days or at least rebounding for the next day when we come back. Uh, but before I do, just another thank you and, and mention about the Greater Hickory Kia Classic Golf Tournament. Thanks again for your support of the Mesh.TV. Remember, that tournament is coming up October 13th through the 19th, 2014. You can learn more about the tournament and get tickets at GreaterHickoryKiaClassic.com. All right, so, Dad, we talked about the trash days. I think we left on a, on, a, on a good question mark there. What can we do to rebound? It may not be getting through the day necessarily, but how can we get back in the swing of things and make sure these days don't drag us down? Well, I think part of the getting back the next day as an effective leader is making it through the trash day. Okay. So how do we tolerate that trash day without it doing irreparable damage to all us right. as a leader? Good. Okay? Well, sure. Let's talk about that. First of all, we've already mentioned this. I think the first rule of thumb is you have to accept the fact that there are going to be tough days. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we bought into as a leader. Nobody said it would be a bed of roses. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you're focused on being responsive and you're being influential, you're kind of entrusting most of yourself to other people. You know, leadership sure. is always about the other person. Yep. So anytime you do that, you, you lose some control, and that can lead to tough days. And, you know, it's – and I'm not being condescending to any roles out there at all, but there are a lot of people in our world, I mean, a vast majority of them, I think, that don't want to be in a leadership role. They're happy not being in a leadership role. They've chosen a role that doesn't have this layer of responsibility, mm-hmm. accountability, and people looking to you to do you know, that's the path they chose. We as leaders, we chose it. We consciously said we wanted to have a level of responsibility. We wanted to have that level of accountability and visibility that we wouldn't have if we were just working at a hourly job or yep. assembly line or something else where it's just a routine task. Yep. So it's something we have chosen. And I think you made a good point about that. This is, if anybody told you a leadership role would never, was never going to have any bad days, they were lying to you pretty, pretty uh, aggressively. So. Well, and I'm going to have to put part of that. And this is another soapbox of mine, as you know, and sure. I spend a lot of time. It's something for another day, but the organizations that leaders work for and with are partly to blame for leaders being ineffective in their jobs okay, because they sometimes will promote or hire people into managerial roles mm. and then much too late after they're in there, expect them to act leader-like. Right. Now, the other thing is sometimes we induce, uh, we, we entice them with the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Oh, you get straight hours rather than shift work, you know, and you got a little bit more control over your time and some more money there. Don't you want this management position? <laughs> It's, uh, you know, it's just the wrong things that can happen sometimes like sure. that. So let's, when, when it's being pitched like that, it's hard to say no. Yeah. Uh, more pay, sure. stricter hours, stri- normal hours. Uh, but the truth of the matter is they very rarely will come out and say, as they should, you know what? This is going to be a higher level responsibility. You're going to have some really tough days. There are going to be times you're going to question it. But we know you can do this. And unfortunately, also need to be awesome enough saying that what we're really hiring you for is a leadership role, not right. just a management role. And by leadership here, we mean yeah. this, this, and this. That's right? true. Being that's much never, more intentional about that. It's ever done. Uh, again, another topic for another day, but that's, that's, that's certainly there. Mm-hmm. Second thing we need to do, other than accepting the fact that, that the life of a leader is going to be filled sometimes with bad days or tough mm-hmm. days mm-hmm. or tough parts of days, Second thing is to learn to be gentle with ourselves, you know, and treat ourselves pretty good. And by that, I mean we got to do the basics. We got to mm-hmm. eat well. We got enough sleep. We got to exercise because you know, if we're not on our game, mm-hmm. there's no way that we're going to have a great day all sure. the time. Okay? Agreed. In addition to that, though, I think that a lot of times 
again, like being our own worst enemy as a leader. We need to learn to take a sniper approach rather than an atomic bomb approach to what we do during the day. Okay. You know mm-hmm. what that means? You got that no, look on your face. Ex- right? Explain that. What do you mean by that? Well, the sniper approach is very focused, very precise. It's, it's going to, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make this happen. And out of your list, Alan, that you have mm-hmm. 13, 15, to 23, to 38 things to do today. That's page one, yep. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> then pick out the three things that you know for sure you will make happen that day. Now, if you get 12 others done, wonderful. Good that's, for you. That's a bonus, right. But the three that make the big you know, impact are the three that you're going to work on to get that done. So that's a sniper approach. Rather okay. than atomic bombs, I'm, I'm going to cover everything. So I'm going to make this I'm company, I'm going to perfect this company by the end of the day today. Obviously, that's not going to happen. And well, you're going to come away like, defeated. God, I'm going to get so much done today. Yeah. Like on my list, I, I'm going to get 18 things here done today. I know I can. And then all of a sudden, somebody knocks at the door. Yeah. Or somebody calls. Or a problem comes up that you didn't expect. And all this other stuff that we've been talking about. So be gentle and simply saying, if nothing else. These three will get done. I like that. Okay. Picking out that one, two, three items. That's my focus. I have to get those done and I will get those done. That's right. You can walk away at the end of the day, even if you got nothing else accomplished. Yep. You can walk away saying those were the two things I need to do today and I got them done. And you you feel accomplished. That's good. And that's partly, you know, being gentle on ourselves like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and and making some success points that are truly achievable Mm -hmm. rather than something that's not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not saying you're not trying to do these other things, but if we don't get them done, okay, it's fine. Sure. Right. We've got some others done. That's really just an internal prioritization. It's understanding that these 25 things on our list, not all 25 are critical to be done today. 22 of them could easily be pushed off to a week, two weeks, three weeks later yeah. and be fine. It's yeah. not going to impact anything. Yeah. So it's being more fair to ourselves on what's reasonable and needed to be done in a day. That's exactly okay. right. Okay. Got it. There's a quote already, and I can't tell you who it came from, but I really like it. Uh, because I think that's what's wrong with me today. Am I four out of a scale of 10 mood mm-hmm. today? Which is getting better, by the way. It's up to 6.8 now. Oh, good. Okay. Awesome. Right. Our job by the end of the... I'm setting a realistic expectation. Okay, good. It's not going to be 10 by the end of the show. Okay. Maybe we're going to go for 8.2. Does that work for you? I can go with that. See, that's a very realistic. If we yep. shoot over 8.2, we can feel very yep. accomplished. Yep. Yeah, great. Well, you know me, Alan. I'm a worrier. You know that. No. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know I, that at all. I mean, I How have, to have a worry of the day. <laughs> It's a worry, worry of the day type of thing. And, but I read a quote the, the other week. It really made a lot of sense. And this guy, and I, I wish I could find it to find out who it was. He said, I've spent a lifetime worrying about things that never happened. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I think that's, uh, yep. again, being gentle with ourselves about choose what you worry about. Mm-hmm. Okay? Choose what's the, the mountain rather than the mohill. Okay? Oh, I- Amelia, I just tie a personal story into this, and I. Oh, jeez. No, no, I'm not going to talk about you. Um, I'm going to talk about somebody else I'm very close to who will remain nameless because I, I do want to be able to you know enjoy my my life at home for the next few days. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, certain people I know can craft a very elaborate chain of events in their head of what's going to happen. Sure. Based off of one thing. Well, if this happens, then this is going to happen. And then if this happens, that means this is going to happen. And then this could happen. All of a sudden, they're depressed and down about something that's four or five steps down the road where you don't even know if that first step is even going to happen or not. And it's, it's, I found myself doing it sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, And it's, it's trying to spot when that's happening and realizing back up. Just focus on that first thing. Yep. Don't worry about the 20 other steps yep. that could happen. Yep. Right. Yeah. Deal with what's in front of you for yep. that moment. Sure. Yeah. Good Absolutely. point. Good point. I thought it was a great quote, didn't you, though? I uh, know. It's really good. Did you Did you do it? No, I didn't. Oh, I, I would man. love to take credit, but I'm sure somebody's mm-hmm. out there saying, ah, he didn't write that. You know, I've written some, but this is not one of them. Okay. Gotcha. I've spent a lifetime worrying about things that never happened. That's exactly Perfect. right. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. 
Third thing that a leader can do to work through the tough days and be effective the next day mm-hmm. as a leader is understand what we or others may be doing that has made that a bad day. Mm-hmm. All right. Sometimes bad days just don't occur. Okay. Luck of the draw. Sometimes it's a direct reflection of how we're spending our time and how we do what we do. Sure, go ahead. Again, two quotes, okay? Mm-hmm. For example, one quote I've loved for years, if you are if you are already in a hole, don't keep digging. Yeah. Right? Very okay. similar to what the old joke was that mm-hmm. guy went to the doctor, said, Doc, my arm hurts when I hold it up like this. And his advice was, well, don't hold it up like that. Yeah, right. In other words, stop doing what you're doing. It's causing the angst. All right. So do you recommend those situations? Let's say you have one of those trash days. You get home at the end of a long day, maybe fix a little glass of wine, sit back. Is it a matter of kind of thinking back hey, through? glass of wine. No, just at least one. Think back through the day and kind of try to analyze what it was well, that threw the day off? Well, that's part of it. You have to okay. do that. And that's one of the things we talk about. You have to do that, you know, in order to understand what caused the bad day. Right. But sometimes it's what we do and how we typically do it. I'll give you an example, and you're the example, Alan. Okay, sure. Okay? Oh, boy. You create some of your own stress during certain days here at the office. Yes. Because you will... You will you will say, well, I'll be back from that meeting with the chamber at one fifteen. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let, we'll set the meeting at one. I'll set it for one fifteen or one thirty. And, yeah. you, and you you won't be. Mm-hmm. You know you don't have control over that. So you, it's better for you to simply say, if you think you might be back by one fifteen, you realistically think I won't be back till one thirty. So I'm going to set it for one forty five. The meeting, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Well, the fact of the matter is. I've actually tried to be doing that. Unfortunately, my time estimates are so far off that mm-hmm. even even my extended 15, 20, 30 minutes I try to give myself still doesn't work out. So okay, it's, well, you know. So you're, you're beyond hopes. But it's also funny that this is a little contradictory to what some people will say for a leader, where some leaders will say that, you know, if I schedule an hour meeting, but I'm trying to be very, very conscious of my time, I'm actually going to make it a 45-minute meeting, and it has to be done by 45 minutes so I can go on to my next thing. I think there's there's mayhem in between those two poles. I mean, you know, you could either schedule yourself too tightly. Yes, yes, you can. You could, or you may schedule yourself too broadly. And I think sometimes the tendency is if you have an hour and a half meeting, you feel like you got to fill an hour and a half meeting, even if you only have 30 minutes of stuff to do in well, it. Well, so. that's another one of those things. I think they're the same thing. Okay. Really, mm-hmm. because another trait of some people is what I, what I call the hourly syndrome. Mm-hmm. Think about how much of our life and how much of our meetings and how much of our times and events are based on hour increments or yes. half hour increments yes. or 15 minutes, those even types of things. Mm-hmm. And we get that because of TV shows. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, wow. Tell me about You're right. ever scheduling to watch a 48 minute TV program. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. it just doesn't yeah. happen. It's done, you know, religiously and that type of thing. So our lives are structured that sort of way. Yeah, somebody in, in a leadership role said, how long do your staff meetings usually last? Mm-hmm. Oh, an hour. An hour. Yeah. Oh, really? Why? Well, that's, but that's the way we do it. That's kind of the time <laughs> you do. Right. Yeah. And see, and I think that's where that problem is, where sometimes you have that hour meeting, you feel this need that if you get done at 30 minutes, you did something wrong, like with the meeting, which that's not the case. No, you should um, celebrate and say, yeah. guess what, guys? We We're finished done. it. And we knocked go. it out. Yeah. Good for us. Mm-hmm. You know? But also remember, and this is the next point related to this I was getting to, sometimes the people that are one of the worst enemies because they were back-to-back meetings moment to moment. Yeah. Oh, I've got a meeting from, from uh, 10 to 11, so I can meet with you at 11. Mm. No, you can't, mm. you know, because you're not going to be finished at 11, or you get into something else, or you need to talk 
one-to-one with somebody who was in that meeting. It's supposed to finish at 11, so you're apologizing for being late to your next meeting. Or, or let's say they do. down the hallway, yeah. and you got to go 15 minutes down the hallway to get there. Or let's say you do get done at 11, and you can walk next door to the meeting at 11 o'clock. You don't have any detox time That's right. in between those meetings at all That's either. Right. You're basically jumping from one topic the next minute into the next topic. Those are the days where people come home and just exhale Yep. And just slump down in a couch and just say, where did my day go? Well, you yep. scheduled your day. So yep. that's exactly you know, right. right. They scheduled their day and they did it inappropately mm-hmm. without regard to the effect on themselves. All right. So your comment about how we got this from TV shows. I'm kind of fascinated <laughs> by this because here's my cultural experiment. We're going to have to keep a watch out over the thir- next 30 years okay. because obviously with TVs changing, yes. we're no longer on this 30 minute block where we have to tune into a TV show at a certain right. time and it lasts 30 minutes with commercials. You know, we watch shows on Netflix that are sometimes 38 minutes, sometimes mm-hmm. 42 minutes. I'm curious, just hypothetically, if in the future, future workers, employees are going to see their work schedule be a lot more fluid and not feeling like everything has to be falling in these hourly half hour blocks. I'd just be curious. That, that's curious. Yeah, yeah, it is curious. All right. Well, if you're listening to the show in 2030 <laughs> um, and you happen to download this episode, drop us a note and let us know what things look like for you these days. We like to see if our hypothesis is true. That's right. Okay. I'm sorry to get us off track there. The other thing we else? do to ourselves sometimes is be too rigid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know my wife is on a board of a university and one person that she has to sit in a meeting through as a leader of that meeting is so regimented about no meeting will last more than an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, there again, regardless of how much is to be accomplished, which I mm-hmm. think is fruitless. First of all, we need to let agendas determine the time frame mm-hmm. of what we need to get done okay. and how we process decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Not the clock. And it's so aggravating sometimes for people to simply say, okay, well, look at the way we got to get finished. We got to get finished here. And, mm-hmm. and the dis- opportunity for discussing what we're talking about goes by the wayside. True. Because everybody knows the main objective for that meeting is not information exchange and information transfer. It is the clock and get finished by one o'clock. That's true. That's hour, true. That type of thing. So how do you argue? And I know the answer to this. So uh, what would be the argument for how keeping a meeting to a certain timetable, no matter what, can actually cause you more of that trash day later on in the day? Well, it can because you're going to leave knowing that you haven't accomplished what you want to accomplish. That's right. Yeah. And leaving a group that's probably feeling the same way. I'm very frustrated mm-hmm. with your regimentation of the meeting. And I guarantee you those are the meetings too, where people are probably going to talk later on that day in the, in the hallway or afterwards or after hours, debriefing and talking about what all went wrong in that meeting and all the things that are still undecided. So now that's actually more work that's been piled onto the people in that meeting yep. that could have been accomplished if everybody stuck around and let the meeting breathe. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Okay. All right, one more quote that kind of ties into this thing about being our own worst enemies and understanding mm-hmm. what we might be doing that causes our bad day or trash day. Uh, the great philosopher Jimmy Buffett oh. once said in one of his songs, breathe in, breathe out, move on. Mm-hmm. All right? yeah. It's kind of put things in perspective. Not everything's a major issue. Take a breath, regather yourself, talk between meetings, mm-hmm. and then get on with it. Yeah. Okay? Sure. If you start bringing over that frustration and let it get into your next meeting or your next task, you're just really infecting the whole rest of your day. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I think at the end of the day, at the end of a bad day or trashy day, mm-hmm. it's always worth the effort to reflect a little bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. Maybe it's is over that glass of wine on the deck, or maybe it's just driving home, mm-hmm. or maybe it's just sitting at your desk when everything has settled down, mm-hmm. and you, you you categorize the day and say how 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 was this day on a scale of ten? Okay. And if it was, you know, six or less, 
you ask a question, why? Why was it mm-hmm. that way? And mm-hmm. try to identify a couple things that didn't work out well okay. or what ate into your day that was unexpected or what you couldn't control. Okay? Okay. Not that you can go back and relive them, but you, you're becoming analytical about the reasons why it was a bad day. Mm-hmm. Being analytical helps you avoid them the next time around if you have that choice. Okay. But don't forget the other side. If it was a great day or a good day, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, mm-hmm. ten plus, twelve on a scale of ten, also allows that and say, what made it a great day? I ask, I ask leaders like that a lot of time when they say, how was your day? Oh, it was real good. What made it that way? Hmm, well, and they hadn't really thought about it. They mm-hmm. just had a good feel about it. Mm-hmm. Usually is, I got through the day without major issues. I got things accomplished. I scratched things off my list, all the things we've been talking about. Right. But understand what makes a day good or bad for you. Okay. And you, you see that's in reflection after the fact of having one of those types of days. Okay. Oh, good. I like that. Sure. The other thing I don't want to miss the opportunity to say is that sometimes there are bad days where are just, just just bad days all the way through. They're trashy days mm-hmm. and there's nothing good about them. So we can't sit down and pick out one or two things that did happen well, even at a trashy day, which I always recommend people do. Mm-hmm. You know, usually there's something that happened good. It was well done that we mm-hmm. feel accomplished with, despite all this other morass of, of being a bad day. Mm-hmm. I know we can pluck out a couple of those things. Okay. Once in a while, though, we just have to write the fact that, you know, that was a day that doesn't need to be repeated. Yeah, let's, let's not think of it again. Let's not reference it That's again. Right. Let's just move on. And when you find that, what I advise people to do is you take a clean sheet of paper, you write the, the day and the date mm-hmm. on a piece of paper in big old letters, and then you do nothing but... Wad it up yeah. and do a high arcing shot to the trash can and say, it's over. Yep. Get over it. Move on. Get on to more tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Good. I like Sometimes that Sometimes there are days like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now remember, you know, pat yourself on the back when you do find the good things. We're our mm-hmm. own best cheerleaders from time to time. Sure. Now let's talk about what you can do during the bad day itself. Okay. Not after the fact and not before. So you're in the midst of a you're really bad day here. What do you do? A lot of these are platitudes, so get ready for that. You know, sure. If you're, okay. You know, soft, soft people love this. Other people may not. So whatever. But we have to learn to be able to separate, from an analytical standpoint, what are problems and what are conditions. Okay. Problems have solutions that's worthy of our time and attention because mm-hmm. that's what we're there to do, solve problems a lot of times. Conditions we can't change. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything about the fact if it's storming outside or if it's cold and you know, whatever. But I can do something about how I use my time during that day or if I'm presented with a problem that may be able to be solved right then. I can mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Problems have solutions. Conditions we have to accept, live through, live around, or just tolerate. Mm, okay? Okay, They're yeah. a fact of life. Sure. But it's amazing how many times people get absolutely frustrated and aggravated <laughs> and been out of shape, and their day is bad because of conditions that they can't change. They can't do anything about it. That's exactly right. Right, yeah. It's almost like saying to the person you know that says, I don't, I don't like what I do. And the only solution is either... If you don't love what you do, either change what you love or change what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing. If you're living in a world of conditions that you can't accept and tolerate, that's the nature of that world and that mm-hmm. job, it's not going to change with your efforts. Change jobs. Yeah. Change the venue. It's like going to New York City and touring Times Square and getting frustrated and angry that it's crowded. You know what I mean? It's like there's nothing you can do about right. it. That's right. So either don't put yourself in that situation where you're going to get frustrated in the future right. or, uh, you know, or get past it. That's so, exactly right. right. Yeah. Okay, that's during the day, a couple of things. Mm-hmm. So know the difference between conditions and problems. Uh, 
Self-talk. I'm a big fan of self-talk. That's where you really talk to yourself. Is that what you do when I pass you in the hallway and you seem to be talking to somebody? I thought well, you're on, you on a Bluetooth phone on your headset. No, you're no, not. That's, you're... that's more dimension. You know? <laughs> right, okay. you know how I am in life, Alex. <laughs> I just get in those spots every now and then. Right. Okay. Now, self-talk, you know, once in a while, it's, it's worth your effort to look back at yourself and say, doggone, you know what? I can handle this. Mm-hmm. I can make this work out. Or I did accomplish that. Don't beat myself up. You know, mm-hmm. find the value in yourself. Tell yourself about it. Remind yourself that you're a good person or that you got things in control yeah. or that, doggone it, I face it before I, I handle it then, I'll handle it this time. Do you remember, I don't know if you recall the Saturday Night Live skit, the uh, Stuart Smalley. You remember him? Oh, the, yeah, absolutely. The, looking yeah. in the mirror Attitude. and the, doggone it, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough. It's like, no, I'm, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and as funny as that was and as sappy as that sounds, there's some value to oh, yeah, once sure. in a while. Remind ourselves that we do bring something <laughs> to the table. You mm-hmm. know? Right. Um, all right, another thing during the day is call on your support people. Everybody mm-hmm. in an organization whether multiple people has a support person whether they know it or not. Yeah. It's a person you can let your hair down with. But here's what you got to be careful of. If you're mm-hmm. having a trashy day and you go to a support person, don't dump on them, mm. don't spill on them, don't contaminate them, and don't just ventilate. Okay? Sometimes it's a matter of saying to the person, can I just sit here a few minutes with you? Mm-hmm. Or I need to be around somebody sane today. <laughs> you mind if I just plop down here a few minutes and we talk about something not even work-related? Right. That's what support people can do for you. They're tolerant people. Sure. You know, take you for where you are without judging it. Okay? I, I do think that's really something, again, and going back to the surveys we see, we see a lot of leadership teams where leaders are saying they don't feel like they have others in their organization they can go to yep. for support. Yep. And I think that's a lot of that. They're not talking about going to their leader or their boss. It's really somebody around them that they can then walk in the office and say, can I bounce some, something off of you or even just sit in here and let's kind of yeah. let me detox for a moment yeah. or something. And I think that's, you know, I think it's important. I think a leadership team structure needs to have an environment where you can have that other person inside the organization or out needs to be able to have that kind of openness to do that. Yeah. But remember there is a difference between ventilating about what's right. frustrated us at the moment and spilling that over to that other person. Sure. That's true. Rather than simply going and saying, can I just decompress for a little bit? I need to get out of my immediate situation. That's true. Stay down here for a minute. How's your family doing? Yeah. You know, turn it to So it's not a vent session. It's a, let me just get my mind off of whatever was digging me in a hole a minute ago. And let's, let's get out of it a bit. And hopefully we'll be sensitive to where the other person is as well and that sort of stuff. Sure. So not staying in their office for three hours and just chatting about my family or anything. So no. Okay. Right. Right. (laughs) That's right. Oh, I knew that. <laughs> I hear you. I won't be in your office tomorrow then. Okay. Oh, no, no. no. Yours are normally three or four minutes. So, uh, yeah. You're talking about mom then. <laughs> no, I'm not, talk- I'm not talking about anybody. Let me just go on the record. Nobody is being referenced okay. in this podcast. All right. One thing I tell people in healthcare environments that I work with, and that's where a lot of my work time is spent, you know, if you're having a trashy day as a leader mm-hmm. and need to just get out of that trashiness for the moment go yeah. focus on somebody else visit a patient oh well okay that's the object we're over there anyway in health sure you know mm-hmm. go focus on a patient 
visit and spend a little bit of time with the patient's family members. Five mm-hmm. minutes will do it, mm-hmm. you know. But what it really does is refocus you. Mm. That's a good point. What was my role really here about inside about that patient, you know, that type of thing. You focus on that person. So that's you really can, good in a healthcare environment because you do have people down the hall typically right. that are there that you're right. caring for. Right. What about outside of healthcare? Outside of healthcare, just the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. A leader's role is to help other other people be successful. Mm-hmm. So what you do is go to the one of the people that report to you even mm-hmm. and not talk about work. Just simply say, you got a few minutes to bring me up to date about what's going on in your life. Okay. You know, how's your family, by the way? You sure. had a son go to NC State, didn't you? Well, mm-hmm. bad choice on his part. He got, should have gone to Carolina. But, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, you know, and talk about those types of things. What mm-hmm. that does is, is a multitude of good things for the leader. Okay. It, it focuses on the people that you're responsible for influencing and leading. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it treats them as people first, as employees second, because mm-hmm. you're focused on their life. And who yeah. they are, not that's good. And the third thing is debriefing you from your trashy situation. Yeah. Okay. So you're really talking about a little bit of distancing yourself, getting yourself out of whatever that spiral you're in during that day. Find a way to just set yourself out for a little bit, get refocused. Yep. Then you might be able to kind of tiptoe back in and see if you can start to yep. pull it, pull it out Absolutely. of a tailspin there. So you know this old scenario that people say sleep on it overnight, count to ten. All they're talking about is. Get away from things for a few moments. Yeah, sure. And this is a physical way of doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't think of a single time when I was in a down mood or had a bad day or whatever. And that night, I, I've done the decompression stuff and all that. But that overnight sleep, the next day is, is pretty nice compared mm-hmm. to the night before type of thing. You True, know? yeah. So that getting away, no matter what it is, physically anything else happens uh, to yeah. people. I agree. Good. I think you ought to look for humor in situations. In mm-hmm. a workplace, and mm-hmm. there's humor in almost every situation. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I found humor in a funeral one time of your grandfather. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I won't say it was a riot. You well, know, no, but, that no, but I know what it you're talking about. Yeah, like, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a, a light situation, obviously surrounded by a sad time, but yeah. it did help the situation. Oh, I think uh, for all for all accounts, and so. we know that you know your grandfather would have been just as oh he would have you know, loved it. He would have loved it. Sure, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Even though his casket was almost turned over by the minister who fell into it. So no, yeah, well, you mean the minister when he finally showed up? And when he so. finally showed up, <laughs> right. that's right. After we had to get up there. <laughs> yeah, All good right. times. Let me remind you of a few things. that, that These are just platitudes, but I thought we ought to close on that type of note. Sure, right? yeah. Besides all that we've talked about, remember... Besides the art of getting things done, which we're always leaders focus on doing, which causes a lot of our bad days, mm-hmm. there's also the noble art of leaving things undone. Hmm. All right? Knowing mm-hmm. what not to do, what not to spend time on. Yep. Sure. Uh, we don't have to do everything. Mm-hmm. But the wisdom of life, it says, the wisdom of life consists in the elimination of the non-essentials. Mm-hmm. I think there's some truth to that. Yes. I always advise people not about just delegating and all that, but being self-regimented about yourself. Anytime you're facing things to get done, you need to ask yourself questions. Does this really have to be done? Yeah. Does it have to be done today or right mm-hmm. now? Does it have to be done only by me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, does it have to be done perfectly? Yeah. And if the answer to those, any of those is no, put it aside. Can I stem off of that just for a second? Yep. Because I've actually, and this is going to get a little more on the practical technology side of things, but. You know how long we're running on this tape. Oh, I know. Yeah, we're, we're doing okay, Tom. Okay. But. A big hang-up for me, I think things that lend to my trash days, is when I see things piling up, whether it be stacks on a desk or inbox email mm-hmm. messages. And if you're already in a mood where something is not going right or you don't feel like you're getting accomplished, seeing that stuff grow in front of you actually helps drive you further and further down. Now, mm-hmm. part of it is, you know, I spent one Saturday 
going through my inbox and just archiving anything that I thought, you know what? I'm never going to deal with that. Yep. That's not important anymore. Yep. Let me get rid of it. Yep. And cutting all that in half was really made you feel freeing. good at the end of the day. I did feel very freeing. Yep. I'm going to say on a very, very small technical note, I've actually been experimenting. There's a new email program I'm using that takes a novel approach of saying that with every message that comes through your inbox, you have an opportunity to say you can either respond to it, forward it just like you can, mm. or hit snooze buttons. And the snooze buttons say, do you want to be shown this email again later tonight? Really? Tomorrow morning, next week, next month, okay. or put it into another filter altogether. Huh. So what it basically means is I read something, I say, okay, you know what? That's important, but I don't need to do it today. Hmm. I can do it next week. Mm-hmm. Hit that snooze button. It disappears from my inbox and it automatically pops back in at the top next week whenever I gave it that button. A lot of these email programs are starting to come around and I know it's we're getting very nitpicky on it, but... Mm. To me, that's actually been, in the last week or so, really nice to know that it helps me prioritize my time a little bit more. And it's back to what you're just saying. Does this stuff really have to be done? And all the messages we get in a day, all the notices and memos, probably less than 10% of them are things we actually have to deal with right away. The rest of them can all be done something with later or delegated or put aside. And unfortunately, we let ourselves build up, and I think it stresses us out more than it needs to on a yeah. bad day. So that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Yes. And I, I find I, I'm a person that I'm performance dependent, as mm-hmm. you are, mm-hmm. but you know, we tend to equate our feelings about ourselves sometimes and how successful we are with what we get done, yes. how many things we get done. Mm-hmm. Uh, not always the weight of those things, but how many things we get done, scratching things off the list and all that. Sure. And one of the things I like, to get its closure on things. Mm-hmm. So I still like to mow the yard because you can see what you've accomplished. <laughs> Some Saturdays I'll simply say, my only objective today is to go through this stack on my desk at the yep. home office and just clean it out and trash things. You know, it's a good up feeling. Things, neaten yeah. up things. When I get frustrated and aggravated, Margaret appreciates that about me sometimes because <laughs> I keep the house clean. When I get <laughs> aggravated and stressed out, I straighten up things around the yeah. house. Well, part of that is, I think, what you were referring to a minute ago is that getting outside of something, getting your mind refocused. Yep. I yep. think if you can get your brain focused on something else outside of what's bringing you down yep. and give yourself some sense of accomplishment, then you can get your brain back on track with what it is you are doing for your, for your work. Yeah, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A couple of thoughts that kind of lace themselves together. Listen to this. I think this is pretty good. You can't talk yourself out of what you have behaved yourself into. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we get in patterns and behaviors and things that we do and the how we do them that creates those trashy days for us. Sure. Absolutely. And then, then we sit back and say, what went wrong? Well, we went wrong. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stephen Covey reminded leaders that leaders manage four things. We've talked mm-hmm. about this before. Sure. It's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Leaders manage people's attention. The meaning of things, they manage trust and relationships. And the last one that we're talking about today, they manage themselves. Yeah, that's true. A true leader is going to be analytical about what made that a trash day, what made it a good day. I'm going to repeat the good day stuff. I'm going to eliminate as mm-hmm. much as I can about the trash day stuff and not develop those patterns of behavior myself where I get in that, that downward, you know, yeah. poo, eddy, and that goes nowhere. You know, there was an organization that I did some feedback on employee survey work uh, just a few months ago where their scores from their leadership team on the pace of work that they experienced mm. and whether or not they're able to successfully balance their home and work life. Mm-hmm. Scores were really bad, mm-hmm. really low. Just mm-hmm. the leadership team is saying, this is a real issue for us. Yep. And, but all the other scores were pretty good, meaning they're, they felt appreciated by the organization. They challenged in their role and all that. It's just this balance mm-hmm. in the pace of work. 
when talking with the leadership team, it started to kind of come into clarity what was going on, and they all kind of got it at the same time. They had all conditioned themselves over the years to tell their staff that, hey, even if I'm not here, here's my mobile number. You call me if there's a problem. You Mm -hmm. tell me about this. They're really trying to be the most responsive leaders they can, but yet what they're doing is they've actually conditioned themselves now to not have a work-life balance anymore or work-home balance. They've created dependency on them. Feel free to invade my Whole mm-hmm. lifetime. That's right. Yeah. I'm yours for the taking. So now when they look back on it, they don't ever see that they have a balance between home and work because yeah. they've created that blurred line. Good point. And I understand leaders need to be available, and especially in a healthcare situation where sometimes things are very critical. But I think we can overdo it and create an environment where there, there's no line. Yeah. And what we're doing is we are perpetuating something that is going to hurt us down the road physically, emotionally, and everything else. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember that our actions express our priorities. Mm-hmm. What people see us doing and spending time on communicates what's important to us at the moment. So if we spend a whole lot of time on something that is really should not be a high priority, not only is that communicating the wrong message to the employees, but it's also probably leading to a trash day for us because we're not getting done the Possibly. things we should be. Yep, yeah, sure could be. Okay. And the last thing I'll say is, and this we've heard said many, many times, but I really firmly believe it. Things that matter the most should never be at the mercy of things that matter the least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Good. That's- you know, we spend a lot of time on trivial stuff, trying to solve conditions rather than problems, mm-hmm. uh, getting aggravated over things that we don't have any control over, mm-hmm. uh, not being able to separate problems and conditions, getting in our own way. And, and so that every day we're simply saying, oh, my God, what a bad day. I don't look forward to tomorrow, you know. Mm-hmm. The best thing we have to say about the day is, thank God it's over, mm-hmm. or about the week is, thank God it's Friday, all that type of stuff. If we find ourselves doing those things, we're in the wrong role. We're yeah. in the wrong place at the wrong time. Okay, wow. but what's healthy? So, okay. talking about those trash days, not only have we talked about what they are, what leads, leads to them, kind of diagnosing a trash day, yep. but then talked about coping mechanisms, not only during the course of the day, but after after the day is done, how do we get back on track, get our mind out of that 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 day we had and get on to a more positive one the next day. That's exactly what we did. Pretty yeah. good. That's that's, huh? So where is your, where's your, where's your rating scale on the zero to 10 now? Well, you know, I'm skyrocketing up to about a 7.2 on my way mm. up though. Okay. okay. Well, our goal was 8.2. I know. I'm, I'm but I also realized I was there. maybe a little aggressive on that side. So we're, we're okay. okay. You're in the, you're in the generally acceptable range of our, uh, of our happiness scale yes, right now. I'm so. Within an hour of going home and sitting on that deck with that something in my hand, I can't remember <laughs> what it is. And decompressing and analyzing the day. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> That'll work good. So. That'll get me up there. It's a seven, eight, eight points. Well, I hope everybody listening, I hope uh, some of this is able to help you, whether you're having a trash day today or have one, had one recently. Hopefully this has been some help. We'd love to hear from you, though. If you've got some other thoughts, maybe some things that you find helpful to get through your trash days, maybe talk about some of the things you've noticed that lead to a trash day and how to resolve them, we'd love to hear from you. You can drop us a note at info at TV. That's I-N-F-O at T-H-E-M-E-S-H dot TV. Drop us an email or go to the website and leave us a contact form and uh, reference Leadership GPS. And we'd love to hear from you. Maybe in the future, we might get some feedback we can share as well online or through an episode itself. Uh, again, my name is Alan Jackson with the Jackson Group. You can learn a little bit more about what we do at the Jackson Group at thejacksongroup.com. That's T H E jacksongroup.com where we specialize in employee customer satisfaction surveys engagement surveys uh, all different types of assessment surveys for employees and leaders to get a sense of where they are in their work and their environment 
and some advice and best practices on ways to help improve those scores. Uh, across from me has been Tony Jackson, father and uh, also uh, founder of the Jackson Group, but also very active right now in a, a group he's got called Drive Leadership. That uh, You can learn more about that at driveleadership.com. And uh, Drive Leadership is really focused on taking this idea of managers, people that have leadership potential or looking to get uh, accelerated on the path of leadership, helping them get there through one-to-one consultation, assessment tools, uh, some group could work as well all the way through. Anything else on that, Dad, you guys are really finding yourself doing right now? I a think lot you of- wrapped it up. Yeah, a lot of work on one-to-one leader consults. I don't call it coaching. Right. Because coaching, the coaches need to be on the sidelines every day, every moment mm-hmm. for immediate response to people that they're coaching. Uh, we're, we're consultants, you know, mm-hmm. we're day laborers, basically mm-hmm. calling for specifics. We provide consultation about how to be an effective leader, not just building leadership skills. It's how to be an effective leader as a person. And I think that even references early in the conversation, talking about sometimes organizations will put people into roles expecting that just because they're good managers, they're automatically going to be a good leader. And right. we realize there's a big skill gap sometimes in that. Absolutely. Sometimes these people have the potential to be good leaders. They just need some more guidance and some consulting work on getting them there. Yep. So that's where drive leadership comes in. Thanks for the plug. Yep. Sure. No problem. And again, you've been listening to the mesh.tv. Check out all of our available shows online. We've got a really, really interesting episode on stepping up service that we just posted a week or two ago where I don't know if you heard the situation with the, the people who recorded their phone call with Comcast trying to cancel their service. Yes. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I did. We, uh, mm-hmm. Ed Gagnon and I with customer service solutions spent about an hour dissecting that call talking about all the mistakes that were made from a customer service standpoint and what that organization really needs to do to, mm-hmm. to help fix those scenarios. So customer service, we talk about on Stepping Up Service. Uh, we've got a whole other variety of shows on the Mesh Network as well. Entrepreneur Exchange talks about challenges and opportunities for people starting a small business. A lot of great shows to listen to, all for free on the Mesh.tv. You know that posting probably calls the president of Comcast to have a trashy day, don't you? I'm sure it did, and I'm, and I'm sure I'm sure he listened to our episode I'm right sure away, and yeah, you know is playing it back for all the employees in the organization That's as right. well. So anyway, well, thanks a lot, Dad. I appreciate all your input and thoughts on today's topic, and yes, uh, hope you guys listening are not having trashy days. But if you do, hopefully you've got some ideas on how to get through them. So great. Thank you. All right, take care, everyone. Bye bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.